Listen. The world is talking. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, The Power of Water and Your Health. Every week for almost two years, we've been introducing some education to our audience on World Talk Radio, learning more about water on the planet Earth. Without water, there is no planet, and without water, there is no health. So we need to understand that you must drink at least 8 to 10 cups of water a day if you're under stress or you're going through a lot of pressure, you don't feel quite good, a little congestion, getting an allergy, a symptom that is annoying, just drink more water. It is vital to your health. You're made up of 50 trillion cells. And you know if you're made up of 50 trillion cells and the day you were born and you entered in the air you breathe from a water bag, you began a dehydration process then and there. And, the, and we want you to learn with the education of this show that when you're learning that you're made up of 50 trillion cells and you entered in the air you breathe from water a water bag, that moment no two eyes are alike no two skins on the complexion alike, no two fingerprints alike, you are dehydrating, especially as an individual. You must learn to replace the water that you must replace with adequate water to drink. And I've been teaching some occupational health classes across the country and medical classes and new safety uh, classes in occupational health, and I said include hydration, hydration. It is vital to your everyday health. Then last week, Associated Press came out, moisture in the air can fight flu. And it was published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science last week that absolute humidity, which is the moisture in the air you cannot see, is so important to your health, vital. Well, if you don't have it, can you carry it portably? That is something we'll discuss later. But they did prove that adding humidity to the air will be worthwhile to around the facial organ to be able to give you the breath of air, the moisture to your eyes that you require. So moisture is vital and moisture is water. We always announce the, new, uh, the growing uh, population that we're all living with on the planet Earth as a family. The gr- Earth grew last we- week. The world population, 1,515,415 additional new people to live with us. Exciting. The United States grew at 47,989. So that means all the water that we have on the earth that was so important to us to understand how important that water is, that fresh water. And that fresh water is what's giving you that moisture in the air that you need to protect every day. We have a lot of fun today. We have something that I'm really excited about. Uh, We have Dave Dahl, who is the founder of Dave's Killer Bread. And uh, you'll be hearing why I think it's exciting to have somebody like Dave on with us today talking about your nutritional habits, what you need to learn to take better care of yourself, your attitude, and some of the things that you may get into in your life that you need to dive into better health habits. And we'll be right back with Dave, and we'll listen to our sponsor from Biologic Aqua Research Center, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of that absolute moisture to moisturize your eyes. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. 
When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. The Power of Water and Your Health. And today we have Dave Dahl on with us. Dave, are you with us? Yes, I am. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I need to tell our audience that how I got acquainted with you is I was in one of our stores, Fred Myers, and uh, I bought a, I always look at the breads, Dave, and I happened to notice this bread had a lot more grains and some different nutritional benefits that I had seen. So I bought it. And when I bought it, I got it where I was going to open it up for the first time, and I looked at behind to look at your nutrition facts, and then I started listening, look, reading to your story. And before we get into your personal story, um, tell us about your family background. And now your family has been doing the breads and the bakery for uh, since 1955. That's true. My dad, um, he was sort of a pioneer on the healthy bread industry. Uh-huh. And um, he he was definitely an individual. Uh, you might say he was ahead of his time in some ways. Um, when you say ahead of their time, I'll interrupt once in a while to help our audience. Uh, so ahead of the time with grain breads or a yeah. different kind of, okay. He started introducing grains, uh, whole grains into his breads, uh-huh. which was almost unheard of at that time. Especially in um, 1955. Yeah. Uh, by the 1960s, he was making sprouted wheat breads. In the uh, 60s? In the 60s. That is ahead of his time. Yeah. Well, there was a, a few other people doing it, but not too many. And uh, it wasn't nearly, it didn't have the popularity that it has recently, um, um, you know, experienced. Well, in those days, they loved good old starch white bread. That's it. You know, <laughs> Carbohydrate high and no protein. It's hard to believe because it just doesn't. It doesn't even taste as good. You know? No, but it doesn't. It, it was some just, people it think was it so does. soft. You could just if you put your thumb on the bread in those days, Dave, it became a, 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 a sponge. I was okay. fortunate enough to grow up in a family that ate uh, whole grain breads uh-huh. and made them actually. So you know, I, I did have that was one of the few things that I carried with me into the future that I kept uh, as I went out and started screwing up. Okay, well, before we go into that now, we know your family background, and uh, your family have been into concerning of nutrition, and, and uh, obviously your father had an instinct and a, had studied that there are better ways to eat bread that can become a whole uh, nutrition, uh, part of your nutrients every day if you had the bread available. But along the way, I think the audience needs to hear your personal life that I found Absolutely. Uh, I am so excited for you, and I'm excited for the audience to hear that we, we all have a plan. And tell us a little bit about you and your background in the family, your personal life. Well, in the family, um, as I was growing up, I worked with my dad um, and my brothers and my sister and my mom, and we all were kind of um, 
know, I, I always, at that time, thought that we were just sort of uh, some different people, you know. Um, well, you mean you were kind of, let's put it maybe possibly, as you were working with your family, you were probably getting up at early hours, right? Because bakeries do that, right? Well, we had all kinds of strange. I was it was a Seventh Day Adventist um, family. At okay. That time. I, I was um, I, I uh, studied as a Seventh Day Adventist as a kid, and uh, what happened was um, there was a lot of things that made me different from um, the people that I knew or that I would meet, and uh, there, you know I developed some sort of a kind of a inferiority complex. I guess my dad would have called it, um, but I was it was. You know, it's hard to get into all that. Uh, why anyway, your that attitude then, maybe your inferiority complex, your attitude was changing, your outlook was changing. Yeah, I was a very depressed kid. Uh, okay. My dad, see, my dad um, actually had a little bit of that too, but nobody diagnosed that in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was a guy who was very talented. Um, he saw things. Worked hard. Things. Yes, he worked very hard. He was. He did things a lot different than other people did. He just, he, he was on his own, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that can go either way. And, uh, you know, he had some successes and he had some failures. And, unfortunately, uh, at times the failures uh, kind of took over because of his attitude. His attitude would, was a little fragile. Well, you just and, said, too, he might have come from a depression that was not, not, nobody understood. Exactly. It's very uh, difficult yeah, it, to deal with... Uh, and uh, I'll just say, because well, we can even say, talk about the economic climate today in our world, our planet, is that when times are not too easy and unknown more than ever in history, the obstacles are harder for people who get depressed easier because they, they, they think if you, if you fight them, they'll get better. And uh, sometimes it's just the opposite. We have to flow with the obstacles to try to figure out how we're going to solve it as a person. We can't solve anybody else's, but we can solve it ourselves. That is hard on different people, Dave. Uh, not everybody can do that. In fact, let's just say probably 75 to 80% can't. Okay, go forward right. on, your fam- on your life. Yeah, some people follow, some people follow that. You know, it, it, yeah, we can go into all that. But I myself um, definitely, I thought of myself as a, as a, as a failure um, early on in my life because I it just didn't seem like I was finding my way. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, by the time I was in my early mid-teens, I was, I was doing, uh, you know, minor drugs, doing things like, uh, like smoking marijuana and drinking and things like that. But, you know, that was pretty common uh, among people I knew. But the, the difference between myself and them is I, I really was, you know, into myself. I was deep. I was withdrawn. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know when I would when I would do the hard drugs like uh, acid, like uh, LSD, things like that, it just would send me off on some really bad. So you trips. got an addiction to it. Uh, I never got addicted to acid, to, to LSD, I, or any of the other drugs per se. Not like I ended up the the first real addiction was uh, was methamphetamine. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so along the way, like, then uh, you were finding that you were changing your lifestyle where your family was had been uh, and you're moving into uh, another path and what happened with that path well that path um, led me it actually gave me um, a lot of confidence even if it was not yes uh, it would addiction does yeah. give you confidence that's why you were doing it 
Yeah, it yeah. made me feel really strong, um, but it also took away my morals and uh, yes, it does. you know, it, it did a lot of lot of things that just it just changed me completely. Um, right. Yeah. And so I would go out and uh, get high, and I would go. At first, I was doing I was stealing a lot, going uh, you know shoplifting. Then I was I was doing burglaries, stealing car stereos. Because uh, you had all the confidence that you knew where you were at. What's that? Yeah, the confidence with the drugs. Yeah. You, you were confident that you were doing crazy it. stuff. Yeah. Now, what but, happened uh, along the way, though, when you finally started having situations happen? Well, I I went to prison several times, if that's what you mean. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, basically, it wouldn't. It would only be a few months at a time. I'd be out there doing my doing my thing, and then I'd get caught and and go to prison for something different. Um, every time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I just kept getting in trouble over the years. I get back out again, have a better idea how I was going to do it this time. Mm-hmm. See, I couldn't imagine living without the, the drugs. Right. Um, it was the, the the drugs were the only way that I had ever discovered to feel okay. Yeah. And so, you and know, this I'm going to mention real quickly there something, and we're going to get into why you became very conscious of your breads and nutrition, and you've. Your life has all changed now. And, but the one thing they haven't studied enough, Dave, is, is the moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathe, you left a pocket of water. No two eyes are alike. No two complexions are alike. No two fingerprints are alike. Your personal dehydration of those trillions of cells are your individuality. And what happens with our stress load coming from the outside in there's a pressure on an individual that sometimes becomes allergic to the reaction of stress. The cells make the decision themselves, Dave. Dave, did you know that if you put too many eye drops in your eyes, your eyes become addicted? No, I didn't. And the eyes make the decision for you. Your cells make the decision for you. So what happened to you is like what happens to many people, it could be drinking too much milk. It could be bungee jumping when you know darn good and well you shouldn't have been doing it that day because of your health. It could be uh, anything chocolate. It could be allergic to a virus and causes you to be obese. That's what a lot of people become obese because they found that there's a virus. Um, there's, there's the newest one with uh, the Associated Press recently last week. It found that dry air can cause flu. Now, why is it that not everybody is allergic to the fact that moisture, not enough moisture in the air, that unknown moisture you can't see? So where I'm coming from with where you were at is you were probably finding a lot of confidence in a direction that was taking you downhill. Then you were put into prison, and then when what happened then when finally, how long was it before you finally decided you had to get out of that? You had to figure this out. Well, I went to prison four times um, over the years in various places, um, and it took about twenty from start to finish, probably twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did fifteen years in prison mm-hmm. uh, before. It was, that, it was actually about at the ten or eleven year mark, mm-hmm. um, and about the third or fourth year of my last prison set. Uh, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it took it took that many years of prison, but it was my last prison set, which was actually supposed to be ten, almost ten years, mm-hmm. ended up being seven and a half. About three or four years into that, I had had enough, and uh, started making a turnaround. 
Now, I just find something real quick, because we're going to get into nutrition here in a minute, and we'll probably have to do another show sometime, because this is very important, Dave, that people understand. The stress that everybody's going through out there today with the economic climate, it's a pressure. The unknown of our life is an pressure, but we've got to learn to live with ourselves and what makes us tick. In other words, it's almost like um, uh, the uh, Tai Chi you learn by uh, taking your hands and moving into the motions of the air, and you're living with that as a person, and you want to know what the space of the air is for you personally. And, and people need to know under all this stress today that people are going through the unknown, and they're, they're pushing us to be negative. We don't want to be negative. We want to find a positive. And that's what you did all of a sudden. What do you think caused you to all of a sudden want to change that positive, uh, my, pardon me, change your negative into a positive? What do you think did it? Well, I don't know how sudden it was, um, but I, it certainly did seem to happen all of a sudden. But, uh, you know, the, there was a, so much suffering that it took for me to, to push me to the point where I discovered something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that discovery was uh, basically laying in bed uh, over several years and many years over a period of time, um, where I laying in bed at night thinking about my life. And that was in so, prison. Yes. Laying in that Lay, bunker. Laying on my bunk uh, yeah. and uh, having not been able to sleep, stressing out over, the, over what, I, you know, what my life no was. No space because you get all those people around you. Yes, and that was bad, too. That was one of the things that if I, when I had to go. And what a way to have claustrophobia, right? It was really bad. Uh, it, it, there was, that was the worst thing about prison was just when you didn't feel good, you felt worse, you know, yeah. because other people were around you. You weren't, you couldn't, you couldn't talk to people. You just wanted to find a place to hide. Now, yeah. what, what, what do you think laying there and then all of a sudden it, you got some strength somehow? You got a strength to find out. Do you think it's because you had had enough drying out and away from the drugs long enough that finally there was something that came, uh, began to develop with your health that gave you the strength to be able to now decide what you were going to have to do? I think that was probably part of it. I think that psychologically also, um, I part of me knew there was something worth saving in me, mm-hmm. and I would fantasize about a better life. Um, and so Good. there was a certain thing. Uh, I, I also felt like there was a point, there would, there would come a point where I could help other people like myself. And um, I have come to that point, but mm-hmm. that was... That was, those were almost fantasies at the time. Mm-hmm. They were fantasies. And uh, I had dreams. And you, did you have an uh, opportunity to think about the fact that when you decided to get, to get out of prison that you could then go to work with your family? Not at all. <laughs> at first, that wasn't, that wasn't okay, in Okay, we're going to have to take a break with our sponsor, okay. and we'll be right back. Dave, are you there? Yes. We'll be right back. Okay. We're going to take a moment with our sponsor, Biologic Aqua. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing your eyes with absolute humidity. We'll listen to our sponsor. World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A. 
Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Dave, I wanted to ask you, uh, when we left for our um, break there at that moment, you were telling us you decided that you've, this is, you're going to go forward and you're going to challenge your past and go forward to the future. Um, when you decided to do that, what was your first step? Because you weren't out of prison yet. No. Um, there's a couple of things. Uh, but I think the, the main thing that I discovered I really want to get this in before I forget to say it. Um, I discovered humility. And uh, humility is such a beautiful thing. It is that, a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I just had no idea. I thought I I couldn't, um, I, I could never really get there before. I didn't understand what it meant. Now, I when you like, say the word humility, are you thinking about being humble at the same time? In other words learn to live away from the skin a little bit, not so f- into the skin. Did I follow you enough? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, I like to think of it as uh, being in the moment. Being in the um, moment, that precious moment. Being who you are right now and being okay with whoever you are right mm-hmm. now and knowing that you're on, on a path mm-hmm. that is, you're going somewhere mm-hmm. um, and you're going to have a good time getting there. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. If because you're, you're being humble. Yes. You can't get there. You can't do that. You can't live like that if you're always thinking about, uh, what do I got to do? What do I have to cover up to make myself look or better? Or self-involved I, you know? so much. So self-involved, Dave, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I'm still far from perfect, on even on that level. But I tell you what, I mean, just knowing that concept, helps my life, makes my life better every day. Because you're reaching out then more toward, uh, there's a movie out there called Pay It Forward. Did you ever see it? Yes, I saw it. That's, that's the, to me, when you were talking, I was thinking about what you decided you wanted to do. Okay, let's tell them, the world and the audience. Then you decided to get, uh, uh, did you become nutrition conscious? Uh, not right away. Not right uh, away. The, the next thing I did is I became, uh, well, during that same period, I mean, I was playing guitar and I was, I was a drafter in prison. See, there's a thing, these are two things, you know, I was already playing guitar even when I was depressed, but my guitar playing got a lot better. Um, I took, uh, I, I did take some anti-depression medication, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know that part. No. And that was helpful for me. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't help. It, for some people, it probably isn't. And I hope you drink a plenty of water because it doesn't work without the water. Yeah, well, I'm learning. Uh, I've learned to drink a lot of water, too. Good for you, uh, Dave. Yeah, and I, and I never feel like I drink enough water. But uh, there's the, um, you know, there's taking the antidepressant medication. I know, you know, I, I feel like at this point now in my life that I might be able to do without, but I've never gotten to that point yet uh-huh. because... Well, now you're under pressure. You're a businessman. Right. I feel you like... You became uh, an entrepreneur, and I need to tell the world, 
You are the founder of one of the greatest nutritional bread companies I have seen in my life. I've studied many of them and studied nutrition since I was for 30 years. I'm not young. And uh, you became the king, let's say, of, of these uh, killer 21 whole grain breads, the killer power seed bread, the killer good seed bread, the killer blues bread. They're the nutrition in these breads, Dave, um, I'm going to ask you, you know, uh, they are absolutely, and by the way, when you pick up a loaf of these bread, of bread, it's heavy. It's not the sponge that used to be way back in the 60s. So what may, how did you come up with these kind of breads? Well, as you, you'll recall, my dad uh, was, was always trying to make the perfect loaf of bread, and some of his breads were really good. Uh, and still, well, they were all mostly very good, uh-huh. but um, they were kind of ahead of their time. Well, and I've then, noticed in here you've got uh, barley and black sesame seeds and blue cornmeal and bran and bright brown rice and buckwheat yeah. and and what is amaranth? What is A M A R A N T H? Amaranth is, a, is just a grain. A um, grain, another grain. Yes, on its own, it on its own can make you're bread using out of it. Still, you're using cereal grains. You're using flax, which is fabulous because everybody has to detoxify, and adding flax is great. Folic acid, fruit juice, gluten, germ. Um, you've got, and here I'm trying to get the audience to see what you've done. Iron and uh, and and niacin and oats and omega threes and and you're go. I could go on, audience. Um, poppy seed, pumpkin seed. Uh, rice and sea salts and sesame seeds and spelt and we could just go on and you could go on to the website and see his absolutely now when you started this entrepreneurship how long were you out of prison when you started it um not very long i Uh went back to work see the funny thing is i went back to work with the family for uh, a little while Uh um making i started making cookies uh, just got back out, started making some cookies and mm-hmm. some some breads and stuff that they were already making and kind of adapting those recipes for mm-hmm. to update those recipes. Mm-hmm. And within a couple of months, my brother and I were talking, and we said, you know, well, why don't we, you know, why don't you get back, you know, um, why don't you get back to your own bread line? And mm-hmm. that's why my brother was kind of, you know, pushing me. It's time, it's time to move, move mm-hmm. back to that direction. Mm-hmm. And so, um, a lot of it had to do with talking, you know, with bouncing ideas off my brother, and, and almost everything. That's where our our, our uh, similarities uh, ended. After that, we it was mostly he disagreed with almost everything I did, which turned out to be a good thing because what it is is sometimes you have to go off and do things that other people just don't think you can do, you know? Well, you, you were becoming an entrepreneur. That's called yeah. entrepreneur. You were yeah. wanting to invent your bread. That's correct. Okay, thank you, because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm <laughs> a lot older than you. I'm 67, but uh, wow. I've been at research and development of, uh, of moisture levels in the air and what's happening to our bodies and health. But So you came along, and you're the inventor, entrepreneur of this Dave's Bread. Um, and a, an, an audience, you can go to www.daves, D-A-V-E-S, killerbread.com story. And uh, the thing is, is um, when, when you decided to do these breads, did you study what kind of bread you wanted? 
Well, I looked around and saw what was out there. I knew, good, I knew good the good entrepreneur brand. study, yeah. Yes, I, I definitely studied. And I, I, I took the drafting skills that I learned in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd had the good fortune of going through a drafting program while I was in there, which also gave me a chance to learn computers at the same time, which uh-huh. is something I, I didn't know anything about at the time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I was feeling, I was feeling really good. I, it didn't matter. I could have made bread. You were getting that, you were getting that uh, vision. It, you know, Dave, what it is with all of us, and especially today, you and I can make a lot of difference with listeners today because of the economics and people losing jobs. I've had people call me and say, I have been working for this same company for 25 years in pharmaceuticals, and I have nothing, and I have children. What, Sharon, and you've got to make it, it's got to be a positive. You will figure it out, you will go forward, and things will get better. And Absolutely. Dave, you proved that. You proved that if you look at the future and have a vision and get away from your thin skin and go out and get humble with humility and reach out, it's amazing how much better we could, our lives can become. Maybe that was God's way of kicking us in the seat of the pants and saying, hey, wait a minute, you embrace your life every precious moment. You're special to this planet. You're an ecosystem. You've got a, you have an, a talent. Everybody does. Go do it. You decided to get into these fabulous breads. I've got to say to the audience, Dave, this bread is absolutely the greatest bread. You, you came up with this new approach that everybody else had done, but moderately, but you took it on by almost lifting up a weight. In other words, like I said, Dave, when you lift your bread, it's weight. There's, there's nutrition in there. If they had one piece of bread a day, they'd add new nutrients to their daily diet. Yeah. I feel tell us really about, t- okay, tell us about how you studied that. Well, like I said, I went out and I looked at these uh, other breads that were out there, and, and I was impressed with some of these breads. Um, but I, I, all I could say to myself, I mean, I knew kind of what I wanted to do from 20 years ago maybe, but I had gotten into the drug thing so hard. Um, I just stopped caring. I didn't want to be with my family. I didn't want to do any, any of this. Well, the stuff. drugs did that, yeah. Yeah, I was completely a different person for that time. Um, Can I tell you good. here again, I'm going to mention something, and yeah. you've been there, I haven't, but there is an allergic reaction to stress. And those cells in your body that you became an allergic reaction to took, swarmed you up, set, took you out of, it just suds you all up. You, you became a severe dehydration person before the drugs entered into it because you couldn't handle the pressure of the stress. So that when you started anything to do to, that made you kind of feel good, that all of a sudden, oh, my God, that feels good. Well, you didn't feel guilty about not feeling good because that was something your cells were making decisions to do. It's kind of like I told you, your eyes can become addicted and you don't even know it. This so is we know you're coming. You're coming forward, and when you started doing these the breads and and the business, did you start any other besides your entrepreneur therapy? Let's call it therapy and learning how to be uh, to have more nutritional breads a day to choose from. Did you start uh, any exercise? Did you start eating right yourself, or did you do anything other than just become an yeah. entrepreneur? Well, slowly but surely, I started uh, from the time from about. Three or four years before I got out of prison, my mind became free. Like I said, it was that, that humility freed my mind up. Mm-hmm. And I was working out um, and running. And 
then when I when I got on the streets, you got those um, cells moving. You were going to move those cells around a little bit. Yeah, it was yeah. great. I I really felt good about. Uh, I always felt good about exercise. My diet was the last thing to come around, and uh, working on the diet more and more, finally getting it. You know, I wasn't practicing what I was preaching per se for a long time, mm-hmm. but uh, I have. Every girl, every woman that I've uh, met and become, you know, especially the last girl that I'm with now, the, she's the, kind of like holding me, <laughs> holding me to my, uh, uh, to to what I'm preaching, you know, and it's good um, as far as eating, you know, because my dad, although he was very, he was, he made some great stuff, he would also go out and he, he'd stop at the donut store, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, 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 it's kind of like a little closet thing he had going on. And, and well, you were used to carbohydrates. So when yeah. you started now, when you started studying the grains in these breads, you had to have some kind of a savvy instinct of what kind of grains you wanted to put in your bread. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, that's, that comes from the, um, studying nutrition a little bit as a child or as a kid growing up. I did, I was very interested in it, uh, my teenage years and stuff. And then, uh, so you having a basic knowledge of it, and knowing basically, you know, what, what are the most important things that bread can offer. Um, and I'm still working on that today, mm-hmm. you know, coming up with new things. That it's hard to beat yourself. You're, you're pretty much, I started, I knew that when I was making this stuff and I saw the reaction of people, I knew that the best competition I was going to get was from myself. Yeah, so. Oh, you know what? That's entrepreneur. Uh, I've always said that. I'm not going to compete with on the shelf with Merck and Pfizer and Allergan and Novartis and, and Bosch and Loam, and I could go on and on. I'm on, we're on the shelf uh, with ourselves. And uh, that is the way to go with everybody, with your obstacles every day and all your thinking. Now, I'm, we don't have much time, and entrepreneur, you've been very successful, and you will make this an outrageous success. Now, I've noticed that you have, it's 100% whole grain, has five yeah. grams of fiber, well, this one, this one killer uh, 21 whole grain bread, and it's got five grams of protein. Now, how many, is that per piece, how, how, is that how many pieces of bread? Um, well, depending on the loaf of bread, uh, those are all one piece of bread. One so. piece of bread. So you're getting your fiber, which everybody has to detoxify. That's why the cells get loaded up with stress. They have to breathe. They have to have plenty of water to drink, and you've got to detoxify. And the skin is the one you detoxify through more days than you actually flush the toilet. So anyway, and you need high protein. People are not getting the 60 grams of protein a day, Dave. They've got to figure out how they're going to add to the protein Seeds, like you've got one here, poppy seed. The poppy seed also has a 450 milligram of omega-3. You've got some that have potassium. People are not getting enough potassium, Dave. And um, you've got in here uh, all of these different ones that you've got. Um, Now, can you tell us some of the places you're selling? So before we go, the audience can go looking in the stores. Um, we are, uh, depending on where you're located, basically we're, other than, uh, you can buy it anywhere in the country, uh, if you go to our website and order it over the mail, order it online. Right, they but, can. But, uh, as far as buying it in the store, you can buy it, uh, Fred Meyer, mm-hmm. uh, all the Fred Meyer organic natural sections. By the way, my bread is organic too. It is organic. Uh, I forgot to that's mention That's another that. aspect, uh, yes, of it. But, uh. 
Um, then the other thing is, see, so we've got Fred Meyer, um, New Seasons, which is local, mm-hmm. the Whole Foods in Oregon and Washington. Oh, great. Um, uh, and now we have it in Costco. Uh-huh. Uh, in, oh, in everybody Oregon. has got a Costco. So uh, there's, there we are. We're about ready to go. D- d- say your website again, because I want people, they could order this over the web. It would get there fine. And everybody, you need to know, if you had a sandwich or one piece of bread and made a sandwich and, and cut it in half, that one piece of bread, you're going to get a lot of nutrients. We're saying, I'm going to say drink a ton of water. But if you drink, ate Dave's bread all over the world, trust me, there is no bread anywhere in the world to match this one, Dave. Uh, it is outstanding. What is your website again? It's www.daveskillerbread.com. Okay. D-A-V-E-S-K-I-L-L-E-R-B-R-E-A-D.com. Uh, okay. Well, I want to thank you, and I hope we can do this again because – you, 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 you're, you've got a story that everybody out there, can you imagine, Dave, all the people that are occupationally hurting today? They've been disappointed, and uh, they worked hard. And here they sit all over the planet, and in our country, and their jobs that they had and worked hard at are gone. It's 401Ks gone, insurance gone. They're talking about where they won't get their unemployment if that wiped out. I mean, can you imagine? So you learned obstacles, and you learned how to be be humble with humility. They're going to get through it. They, they are going will to get, get through, through it. it. We will get through it together, Dave. Yeah. And you proved it. Yeah. But thank you for joining us, and I well, wish you well, and uh, keep up to that hard work. Thank you. It's been great talking to you. Okay, it was nice to talk with you. Okay, and by the way, you know, Earth has a secret. Embrace your life every special moment, and Dave, it whispers back. Don't say thank goodbye you. and leave your footprint. And Dave, you did it. You did it. Thank well, you. you're a sweetheart. Oh, thank you. God bless. Great to talk to you. Okay. Bye-bye. World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. an ecologist uh, with, retired from the U.S. Forest Service, and I've had Tom on many times, and I just love having him on. He's got a background that's extraordinary. He's been long time at what he's doing. He's got the experience. He isn't just talking the walk. He's done it. Tom, are you with us? Uh, good morning, Sharon. I am. Well, uh, tell our audience again a little bit about your background. Uh, I've been in operations part of the Forest Service, not in research, although I've done a little research. I know you have. For the Forest Service for about 36 years, and I've done everything from <laughs> looking at uh, uh, 
Pacific U and how to find it so that we could get the uh, cancer drug Taxol to just uh, straight out uh, knowing what to plant where in the forest. All right. That's something you hadn't mentioned before. Wow. Now, did you read the Associated Press um, report last year, last week, that moisture in the air can fight flu? I have. And, uh, yeah, well, you know, Tom, I had been in research for that because of that for 30 years, and my research was proving that the air is causing put too much stress on us from the outside coming in. And have you noticed all of the medical treatments in the whole wide world are more concerned about coming through your mouth or coming inside, coming out? Yes, and, and that's uh, kind of... We were. Our topic today was on what a, an ecosystem is. That's and why the, I wanted to discuss our <laughs> ecosystem. The s- simplest thing that you could do to have people understand what an ecosystem is is think of your body because it's a definable space and you have things coming in and you have things going out. And so the things coming in are what you just mentioned right now. Exactly. And you know, Tom, it's... We are not as complex as the world would like to think we are. It's simply, we entered the air we breathe from a water bag that we nurtured in. We begin a moment. And as you begin the moment, so individual, you just set what comes in and comes out. But we also have to realize that our skin is thin out there. We are living with that air every moment of the day, like the planet, the is an organism living with the air around you. In other words, you can put your hands through it, but it's got to have moisture. If you don't have that moisture you can't see, you won't live very long. Well, and when you think about what uh, people are really most looking for on Mars as we're uh, sending probes up there, it's whether or not the planet ever had water. Moisture, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and And, another thing too, Tom, did you ever know that, and you know, years and years ago when I was studying and the word moisture, well, I thought meant that cream, oh, the moisture cream and the oil and da-da. And then all of a sudden, way back in time, I'm going, oh, my God, they've confused us. That's not fair. Moisture is only water. Mm -hmm. It isn't the cream. Yeah, and when you (laughs) think about what ecology is, uh, there are four elements of the environment that I usually try to teach people when they think about the environment. And they're basically one of uh, some of two things, like we have either energy or matter. And when we think of matter, we think of uh, the chemicals that surround us, whether they're artificial or whether they're natural. And I usually separate water because it's so important. So it's usually the four things I talk about are light, heat, which is the energy that comes from the sun, Mm -hmm. and water or chemicals. And so that's the environment that we deal with in the ecosystem. Tom, I'm going to ask you a question that came to my mind just then. Would there ever be light without moisture in the air? Uh, Probably so. I think that uh, Mars would be a good example. Say that it does not have water, although there is some evidence that it does, it still gets light from the sun. Mm -hmm. And so, yes be light regardless that there of whether... wouldn't be the life pardon what you need the life and life is built on moisture yeah. there's yeah. no life without moisture well and light provides the energy that the, our planet needs yes particularly for photosynthesis that's the basis for all of our living things mm-hmm. and so that process allows us to uh eat and it allows uh uh, other animals to eat also. So when you talk about heat and light, that's what sustains us. 
Okay, let's discuss, what do we want people to understand our ecosystem? And Tom, I'm coming from kind of a fascinating side of this in my research. Um, we have quite a challenge for people today to live on the planet with stress. And they have to understand, as we're living on the planet with negative stress, that people that are implying negative to us every day, that that negative also, I believe, and I'm going to be leading into something to, to be an ecosystem challenge for everyone uh, as an individual. Uh, but would you, but that's going to be something you and I'll talk about where I'm coming from. Describe and define the planet's ecosystem for our people. Define it. Okay, and I partly have already that Let's do basically it again. the ecosystem. We're going to make it like a record player. Well, we're going to right. do it over the, and over. The uh, ecosystem is basically the interaction between the organisms, that's us, or other animals or plants or bacteria, the and plants. the environment. Mm-hmm. And I've already mentioned what the environment is. And uh, the organisms can be looked at, uh, you know, on a genetic level as individuals like you and I mm-hmm. or as whole populations. And so when you look at the planet, that's one way of looking at an ecosystem. Maybe the, uh, a small ecosystem is our body, a large ecosystem is our planet, and maybe Yellowstone Park may be considered, for example, an ecosystem unto itself. Although, just like our bodies, there are things going in and coming out. And so whenever you define an ecosystem, even the planet, you have solar energy coming in and you have heat going out. And you so, have water coming in? Yes, and you have water coming in and it's circulated uh, within the planet. And if we were losing water, uh, eventually if we lost all our water, then there would not be life on this planet. Mm-hmm. It'd be, and we don't know this for sure because of what might be underground, but it might be lifeless like Mars. With, mm-hmm. you know, without the water, although we're not sure about that. So when you talk about an ecosystem uh, and you look at it at the planet as a whole, it still has the basic elements of any ecosystem, and that's you've got the light, you've got the water, you've got other chemicals, and you've got the heat that sustains us. And this provides what you have here functioning our survival, yes, our life and, and death. Reproduction, reproducing, and the growth of all. Right. And so you have to have the organisms performing all of those functions. You have to have them surviving. Mm-hmm. You have to have them dying. Because without that, if we would had all the persons that were ever born on this planet, mm-hmm. we'd be over what we call carrying capacity, and we could not sustain mm-hmm. that population. Mm-hmm. But we need to have reproduction and growth as well. Mm-hmm. So I call those, when I talk to people about ecosystems, that those are the organismic functions. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you today as your student. Um, um, now let's say you mentioned the Yellowstone Park. Mm-hmm. You mentioned light. You mentioned heat. You mentioned the organisms of the species and so on. But uh, everything has to survive. Yellowstone Park has to survive. All the species have to survive, even though they come and they go. But they cannot survive without the water and the moisture on the face of the planet, because the eco- isn't the ecosystem 
Tom, is it possible the ecosystem is so dependent upon the moisture we can't see and the water that is there that, uh, that it is so vital that uh, we understand our own organism and our own trillions of cells that are operating us in, internally as an ecosystem within us. Is, is that possible? Oh, yeah. You, you have to have those basic elements. And as you say, uh, water is your favorite, and that's, we need that. Very specifically, we need that. One of the studies that I had done was looking at the occurrence of Port Orford cedar in southwestern Oregon in general. Over and, in, it re- and, and it requires yeah. a lot of moisture, and so it's where it rains a lot. But we also found that... Now, real quickly, Orford, how much rain do they get in Port Orford, Oregon? Uh, probably it's right up where the uh, mountains drop all the rain, as cl- close to 200 inches a year. Okay, because we had uh, a guest on with the Redwood National Forest. Theirs is 50 to 100 inches a year. Well, over that, in Port Orford, they get about 200 inches a year? Well, the redwoods probably get a little more than that, and okay. and I think that uh, you could attribute in the redwoods at least 16 inches alone mm-hmm. from the trees scrubbing the moisture out of the air, and they call that fog drip. Mm-hmm. As the fog comes in, it condenses on the leaves, and then it falls to the ground. Okay. So, so I'm fairly sure that... Oh, in other words, when you say fog drip, audience, that means really heavy fog. That's right, and you're going to get that. kind of fog you feel like you could put your knife through. Right, and and where I was going with the Port Orford Cedar is that you not only have Port Orford Cedar where you have high rainfall, but inland where there's not high rainfall, you have Port Orford Cedar because the humidity is always much higher in some of the valleys. Okay. So you get Port Orford cedar uh, inhabiting the lower parts of the valleys because that's where the humidity kind of hangs in the summer, mm-hmm. and it sustains Port Orford cedar. But we can't see it because it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, high humidity, and you can't tell what humidity is out there by just looking. You have now, to you eat. know, we've, we know that the organism of that particular spot in the ecosystem is thriving because of that. What about over in the Mojave Desert and over in, let's say, Iraq with the sand, and mm-hmm. then it's just, it's just all sand, and, and then all of a sudden it comes to 135 to 140 degree weather climate, and then all of a sudden it goes another direction. What do you think the relationship to us, and I know this is only theory, don't, I'm not going to put you in <laughs> on a published anything, um, but I'm thinking, what would you theorize? that there is an evaluation on the whole planet that you've got over in China, you've got with the way their population is living with a lot of pollution and problems, then you go over to Iraq with all the sand, then you're over in the Mojave Desert, you're over in Port Orford, and you're living on this planet together. What do you think the differences of the ecosystem for the, for the organisms are? Okay, so when you, when you look at Iraq or you look at any of the deserts, or any of the plants or animals that survive in extreme dry conditions, almost all of them, and this is where the survival comes in and the reproduction and, and actually the evolution of animals comes in, is that those species in those dry conditions all have adaptations 
to uh, what we would call lack of moisture. The most, the most common is the camel. And can you imagine the stress on the body and the organism without enough moisture? It's, yeah, and that's why they that. have to have adaptations. Exactly. And I've mentioned in earlier shows that evolution requires stress. And so what happens is that those animals that do not adapt or acquire um, strategies to go without moisture die. And the ones that do survive, and that, that's a couple of the organismic functions that we've talked about. Tom, we're, gonna, we're out of time. I'm wondering if you could next time, because I'd love to have you on again, and I appreciate your time and valuable time. I would like to learn, and we'll theorize, about the ecosystem of stress, positive and negative, on our ecosystem that you've learned, just theorizing. The difference between Port Orford, the sands of the world where the deserts are at and what is happening to our attitudes because of the pressure of the ecosystem on us. Mm-hmm. I think it would make it, because people are hurting today about, they're worried about how, how can I live without looking at everything so negative? Can I finally get into positive? Our leaders are teaching us to be negative. I don't think it's negative. I think there's a positive here. Well, I, I, do, I also think so too, is that in the long term, regardless of what happens to the human as a species, stress is essential to sort out the ones that... Let's do a show on that one. There it is. We've got to go. We're out of time, but let's do one on stress is essential. Okay. Well, thank you again for your time and all your valuable information, Tom. Well, good talking with you. Okay, it was nice to be with you. Well, Earth has a secret. This show today are teaching us, live together, be humble, and don't worry about stress. It's, it's healthy. Embrace your life every precious moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. You're going to leave your footprint. I know it. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day. <laughs>